0: The forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: Mweketzi on Twitter writes in and says, please ask the commissioner where in the constitution does it say I must pay tax and how do I deregister as a taxpayer? (laughs) Very funny. Listen to this. SARS, the South African Revenue Service, has announced it's collected over a trillion rand for the 2015-2016 tax year. Despite the positive news, they've warned dishonest taxpayers that they will turn up the heat on those who try to cheat the system. This morning on the Forum at 8, we are in conversation with SARS Commissioner Tom Moyani sars has managed to meet their collection target despite the difficult economic conditions by improving services and making it easier for taxpayers to comply mr moyane thank you very much for joining us on the phone i know you're scheduled to come through today but you've been booked off sick but you made an effort to talk to us good morning
2: good morning and thank you very much for having me on your program i'll try my best to respond and uh, take uh, the, the nations view on our achievements. Thank you very much. Th-
1: th- thanks for that. Let, let's start right there. You know, breaking, the, uh, breaking through the trillion rand mark, it's, uh, it's unprecedented. How did you manage to do it, especially against the sluggish economy?
2: Thank you very much. Firstly, I would like to thank all the millions of the South African taxpayers who in the uh, need to meet the statutory requirements, pay their taxes in time as required by law, but equally to thank my 15,000 odd men and women at who were to be on the call of duty, and at the same time, my senior executive who took it upon themselves that it's important that visibility and rolling our sleeves becomes a reality. Now, on the main issue, as the Commissioner, of SARS, the whole target sits on my shoulders because I know what it means not to deliver on the target that has been said. Namely that uh, it will give uh, a negative information and data to investor confidence. And it will also mean that our, our government will be unable to implement most of its domestic investment programs. But critically at this point in time, we want to send a message to the ground uh, authorities that uh, we are a notch up and we're doing
1: what is best for our country. Mm. And, and just to give us the, the, the relationship really between what you have collected and successfully so uh, and uh, the uh, rating agencies. Where is the connection there?
2: Well, I'm saying that uh, it does show that the institutions of state that are capable of implementing their activities and their mandate and that uh, the collection of this eye-historical figure in particular demonstrates the resilience of South Africans and the taxpayers in particular that they believe in the institutions that the state has put in place and, most importantly, the leadership that is at the helm of those institutions.
1: Does this get the country closer to addressing the issue of a budget deficit, maybe? Are we on target to reaching that?
2: Well, we are getting closer to that. All states, and in particular the tax administration authorities, are seized in helping the authorities to reduce the deficit that they may be facing at one given point in time. So I believe with our sleeves rolled up, and all the teams and all the South officials are work, uh, very, working very hard to achieve that, which is seized with the trust of the country, we believe that in the shortest possible time, all things being equal,
1: mm. that is possible. It's possible, but uh, what kind of a timeline are you giving yourself to get it down to 3.2 percent? Some people are saying this is very ambitious. <laughs> but are you are you really positive?
2: <laughs> well, you cannot be a leader that is pessimistic.
1: Sure. Uh, we
2: need to be positive in what we can achieve. But there is always what is said within the basket of all possibilities of things. We believe that uh, working together as a country and the text as traders in South Africans, um, we may be in a position to meet that target in the shortest period as defined by the National Treasury in accordance to the size of the deficit that we have. And then, of course, um, Looking at the economic conditions of the country, it, it, it's, it's both internal and external, as you call it, endogenous and exogenous factors. Mm. So those are the factors that you have to put on the table. There is no single formula that is uh, one can just draw without getting into the nitty-gritty of the matters.
1: And where did the bulk of the money come from? I mean, uh, because for instance you know, the the, the unemployment figures are stubbornly sitting around about 25%, they're about uh, narrow uh, analysis but when you look at a broader analysis you are at about 40 something percent so generally this tells us that, uh, you know, a bigger chunk of South Africans really are struggling to find workers to stay employed so uh, ordinarily then they wouldn't really contribute a lot on on tax. Where did you get the money then? Where did it come from? Well,
2: what, we, what we have done, I, I established in line with the operating model um, a group executive revenue forum which met every two weeks which meant we had to change the sort of, sort of so-called business as usual mantra because if you get into the so-called business as usual there's nothing that energizes and makes you feel that you are contributing positively. So the group of men and women met every two weeks and we made an assessment from the beginning of the year as we started on the 1st of April for the new financial year that we should be able to look at the target that has been set for the current financial year that we started on Friday as to what are the measures that we need to put in place, where are the gaps, what are the initiatives that we need to be targeting at. And that in itself became the pillar around which we were able to look at and possibly meet and surpass the target. But let me quickly answer your question. We are going through what you call the headwinds of the economic challenges. Certainly we have seen uh, the, the mining, the quarrying, and the manufacturing sectors shedding a lot of jobs, and that itself is not good for the economy. And we have noticed that the consumption levels of our people have also declined. And therefore, innovative ways of getting the money had to be put in place. One of which is that we needed to look into uh, outstanding returns. Uh, We needed also to clamp down on that fraud. We needed also to be able to provide education for taxpayers as to how best they should be dealing with their tax matters.
1: Hmm.
2: So those are some of the things that we can speak about at the
1: moment. Oh, eight, nine, one, one, oh, four, two, oh, eight. That's the number to call three, four, seven, zero, one SMS line. It will cost you one rent at AM live on SFM or Facebook AM live on SFM. We are in conversation with uh, the commissioner at the South African revenue service, Mr. Tom Moyane. Mr. Moyane, let's get back to, uh, you know the the politics at SARS, but uh, first, let's start with uh, the, the the restructuring that uh, you, you wanted to implement there. How far is that process, and where really did you want to focus?
2: So l- let's say that um, we are 90 percent complete with the restructuring. It's a vision to focus as on how to increase revenue, improve our single mandate which is effective and very efficient collection of all revenue to the fiscal, but most importantly strengthening the tenets of governance and thus creating an organization that is aligned to what is expected of us. Had this operating model and the transformation had taken root, I can assure you from where I am that we would not have been able to achieve this mean fit, I historic, for the country precisely it meant, therefore, that we needed to work outside the box. Mm. And like any other organization, anywhere in the world, there are times when you need to have a dipstick and review as to whether you operating model that has been said before are still relevant in the current situation, which is also fluid. Mm. And to be amiss of me as the leader, to say I am happy with what we have, but at the same time not discrediting that which has happened before me, I take due respect and credit to my predecessors for having taken this organization to a higher level. But we needed also not to remain stagnant in the technologies of the past, but also look at what other tax administrations in the world are doing in order to reduce the tax gap.
1: That has happened and also. Yeah. Before you, uh, uh, Mr. Moyana, is the establishment of the special projects unit later on known as the National Research Group and uh, uh, the high-risk investigations unit that that we know as the rogue unit. So that happened when you when you walked in there, it was there. And uh, part of the restructuring was to dismantle that uh, that unit. Some no 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 yeah. no. Yeah,
2: no. the restructuring had nothing to do with the rogue unit. The uh, rogue unit became an accident of history. Mm. When I walked into that organization, as you rightly say, that was already taking its course somewhere even before I arrived. But as a leader, I'm not directed to the ramblings that might be taking place, but also I need to be able to do an analysis, an introspection, as to where the organization is, what is it that we need to do better.
1: Mm.
2: So the the issue of the rogue unit, I would like to believe, humbly so, that should not try to dis... So to discredit the mean fits of the men and women of SARS, that uh, the rogue unit was the panacea to bring in all that which today we're speaking about. We need to speak about the thousands of men and women in size who are waking up in the morning. To deal with substantive
1: issues Le, let, of the economy. Let me understand this, Mr. Moyane. So, you, you when 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 you started at SARS, th- there, there was a, a plan in place already to to dismantle that uh, that unit. Or when when you started with uh, the restructuring, restruct- among other things, then you stumbled upon this unit and it decided it cannot operate. It cannot continue. I had
2: correct. I said not under my watch if it is not working within the parameters of the law. No, it's not going to happen. So we have to look at
1: that. But why, uh, what's wrong with this unit? Because uh, the, the finance minister, even in his response to the questions uh, posed by the hawks, says that there was nothing wrong with uh, with uh, with, uh, with this unit, according to his legal advice. So what did you find wrong about this particular
2: unit? The matter is subjudicant and therefore I would not like really to get into a discussion that is already outside my territory. But let, let, let me give you an uh, an assessment here, very briefly. When wrong is committed and it is reported in the authorities that have to deal with this matter, they will deal with it. Uh, I am not at liberty to discuss this matter. Suffice to say, as you have rightly said, to the listeners of that this matter had already started, uh, this problem had been identified prior to my arrival, possibly a year in advance. And I said it before, that uh, we should not have amnesia of information. It is in the public domain. Trump Miami is not the cause, and has never been the cause of this particular matter. Mine, I would request humbly, mm. that let's thank the thousands and millions of South Africans Let's celebrate uh, excellence. Let's celebrate the positivity of this country in reaching a milestone and looking forward for similar engagement, wherein South Africans should be proud and walk with their heads over their shoulders and say the domestic investments that we see here are a factor in the basket of all our contributions as honest taxpayers. And I've said it very clear, unequivocally so. those who will be dodging and avoiding the face cuts, we shall be on them. Because we have in our disposal criminal investigators dealing with tax matters. Sure. And we'll be following those who are not in
1: the no, we appreciate that, which is why we started with that, Mr. Moyan, And really, we 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 think your team did did very well. But but let's stay with this matter uh, just a little bit. I know that you're saying it's sub judice, but there are elements that are not. For instance, that uh, they, they there is a KPMG that was brought in to investigate this matter, and uh, they gave you a report, initial and final report. What is contained in that report? Because uh, we told that that report then ca- cannot really be 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 used for uh, uh, resolution or or Position of any disputes, uh, so I'm, I'm trying to understand because obviously some, uh, KPMG were paid uh, some money to to investigate. Surely then corrective measures yeah. then need to happen, isn't it? Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, let's wait and and hear what the investigating authorities are going to do. And when we reach a bridge, you call me and we talk about it. Indeed. I've never right. shied away. I have never shied away from discussing that which is within my parameters and in respect of the law and also in respect of the two citizens of South Africa, that they need to be informed. We spent money, and therefore they should be available for money whatever we do, because accountability is at the head of the institution that I lead. And I need to be exemplary in what I do and set the tone at the top. And certainly, this... um, success that we are speaking about is precisely because we said as a collective, with the ex-collector league, with the GE group executive, the executive senior manager, cleaners, team makers, guardian makers, we all belong to one organization and we have one single mandate mm. to make South Africa great.
1: And to make a good story in fact we'll keep we'll keep uh, uh, highlighting that point, underscoring it. I think it's very, very important, but let's also ask this question, Mr Moyane uh, mm-hmm. the relationship between yourself and uh, the finance minister, Pravin Gordon, he has a political oversight of uh, SARS, you have uh, administrative powers as the accounting officer there, right, so you are in one team, so to speak but your relationship, it would appear, is, uh, is at the lowest. Well, I, I'm not
2: sure, uh, and uh, humbly so, as to how people come to that. Mm. Um, and I've said this before, and I'll say it today here. I have no contradictions to a point where in people say our relationship are lost like any other organization, there is a difference of opinion. But because people have their own, what you call, open-close code analysis of the situation, they have what they call the crystal ball, they can see beyond what I see. I, as a commissioner of South, I have my statutory duties, I have my responsibilities, the minister has his, and therefore we have a discussion. Simply put, we met on Friday, we had a a joint um, press conference. We're sitting there. We shared insights on some of these issues. Certainly, people who are not on talking terms, they'll be sitting apart. They'll be not talking. And I don't see it in that light. And I think we are suffering into a narrative that creates situations which really are not helping. To make our country
1: what about reports that uh, when uh, Mr. Pravin Gordon was reappointed as finance minister, mm-hmm. he said, you have to go. He cannot work with you. Those are reports. What do you say to those?
2: Uh, exactly. Those are reports. I don't know. Let's ask, I'm asking you, let's ask the journalist who ever made that statement to come with factual information because I am not a journalist. I'm a civil servant. I'm the Commissioner of SARS. If that is the truth, I should think they should prove, provide evidence to that effect. I have none, and I can't answer for something that I don't.
1: Know. But you're suggesting that the relationship between yourself and the minister is uh, is couldn't be stronger.
2: The the relationship between me and the minister is governed by the law and the act. I have worked with all other ministers in the past. And all ministers have their way of dealing with their director-general, The errors where they differ. So I don't think in this instance there is nothing different. Mm. It's and cap- therefore it's a relationship based in the law and exactly as what
1: we both of us are expected to execute and implement. Okay. Couldn't you have phrased it differently, perhaps, to describe the relationship between yourself and the minister? Because if the minister was here, I would have asked him also if couldn't he have phrased it differently the about the relationship between...
2: The prof- relationship with the minister is professional.
1: All right. Simo, in Cape... Let me go to the to the calls, uh, uh, Mr. Moyane. Simo, in Cape Town, good morning.
3: Good morning, sir. Sure. Uh, I've got good one morning. question, Two, probably two questions for the commissioner, but I'll just quickly go through one. Yes, please.
4: With the collections, how is the commissioner making sure that, because the officials of SARS are chasing targets every time they make collections, how is it made sure that they're doing doing whatever they need to do within the law, within um, whatever is stipulated by SARS to collect, because some of these people you find that, they're chasing targets and they will do anything to make sure that they collect what they need to collect, even at the expense of killing the businesses they're collecting from, whether it's whether the businesses have made mistakes or whether businesses have uh, um, um, accidentally or maybe some of them fraudulently reported or they need to report. But how are they making sure that these people don't kill the business group? Because sometimes you you get to a point where you don't understand whether it's the objective to collect or is it the objective to make sure that they shut down this person, so that they may never be able to do business? Because they audit, they find findings, they connect, and they okay. if you don't make whatever they need, because they push to you being liquidated and declared insolvent.
1: Thanks, Simo Paul in Cape Town.
4: Let, let me morning,
2: morning.
4: Okay.
2: Commissioner,
1: I'm going to I'm going to ask you to to, to respond after okay. the the, 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 okay. the news break. But let's go to Paul quickly, so that he can raise this question. Go ahead, Paul.
5: Good morning to SAFM. Good morning to your studio guest, Mr. Mariani. Uh, congratulations to yourself and your 15,000-month-long team at SARS for making a 1000000000000 barrier. Um, <laughs> that's very interesting. Um, I'm sure that most of the revenue is collected from the business sector and not from the private sector. I've just had some dealings with SARS um, that's being handled off now, so maybe my question's a bit biased. But what I'd like to know is, to reach that barrier, have SARS consultants, have the auditors, have they been slightly harder? Have they taken a harder line when auditing private individuals this year? It's certainly been my experience, and again, made down of advice. I'm just asking in general, Two, I was all, uh, two uh, and, and this is not a question, maybe it's probably just an observation. Um, I know that you don't say what happens to the money. You just collect the money and you offer it up uh, to, mm-hmm. to Treasury and, and, and it gets decided by whoever else. I'd what happens to the money. But I do know this much. It was told to me by a very successful businessman in this country a while back. It's never about how much you collect, or how much you have. It's what you do with it that counts. So that's the scary bit.
0: The forum at 8 on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: Two quick calls. Eddie in Cape Town. Your question to the Commissioner itself, please. Good morning.
6: Thank you. Um, my, my my first thing uh, is this. FAS um, uh, has always been a very efficient, one of the most efficient institutions of the democratic South Africa and everyone, it's always been there for everyone to see. And Mr. Moyane, um, I've known him in other departments where he has worked as well. So I don't want to cast any aspersions on him. But my difficulty, and I think most taxpayers or most South Africans' difficulty, is this. Um, Yesterday there was a a judgment from the Ombudsman about um, Ivan Pillai, uh, Van Logenberg, and and everyone, where the Sunday Times was retracting what they reported as the rogue unit. Mm. And it came out as that um, the the word rogue unit started when Mr. Moyane came in. Now, it becomes smokes and mirrors, and for me, at the end of the day, Bong, the one trillion that has been collected, because Mr. Moyane's career seems to have been on the line, because um, there has to be something that he shows to say he still has a job and he's done a good job. So, for me, the issue becomes, is that one trillion really there, or is this some prop up to say, Mr. Moyane... Um, let him clean up the rogue unit so that we prop up his case by saying he is efficient as a, as a, as a person, but there is this rogue unit. So that's my thing, really, for us and taxpayers. Okay. The second thing for the second thing for me, Bong, is this: um, the boss uh, doesn't seem to be talking to the homos and everyone else because um, there's a lot of VAT and other taxes to be collected if. Our brothers from Africa that do big business here are documented correctly. I just want Mr. Moyani to speak to that because then you go to any corner shop and you can see these guys are selling magazines, your drama and everything, but he doesn't hit it in the teeth. He just gives it to you, you give the money. So there is another uh, line of collection that I think, uh, because we've got this xenophobic attitude that is ingrained in co- um, uh, institutionally in South Africa that... We we, we we only rise when we feel they are taking other things. Instead of documenting these guys and saying, Guys, while well, you are here now, this is what it is, now you start paying taxes. And finally, uh, Mr. Moyane's relationship with Mr. Gordon. I, I just find our politicians in South Africa are a bit cheesy to be honest because this is playing out in the public and everyone knows you don't have to be a rocket scientist okay and mr Moyani comes out and says uh you have to go to that general is i mean really now come on you right. know these things are playing themselves out and everyone to see so he we must come you. out and tell us Eddie, we need
1: to, uh, to yes we, we've got to move on but thank you very much hassan logat good morning go ahead uh
6: morning
3: i'm i'm calling to remind mr Muyani about the Marikana commission where there was evidence given of billions of rands, 2.3 billion at one stage, with with, uh, fees paid to some spurious management in the Bermuda Islands, and in the further, 1.2 billion was paid for management fees to Lonman Management Services. And SARS at that time was called upon by various NGOs, like AIDC Benchmarks and others, to investigate how this happened. And my point is that SARS has the wherewithal. Section 31 of your... Income Tax Act, actually allows you to have these companies justify how they have charged fees and, you know, trying to track down on this illicit financial flows. My question then is, what have you done to beef up the administration to catch these real rogues? These are the rogues, not the, the small spaza shop or the individuals, because the the big companies get away with murder through illicit financial flows. What have you done for the, uh, to, to track down on this?
1: All right, Hassan, thank you very much. We are in conversation with Tom Moyane, who is uh, the commissioner at SARS. Mr. Moyane, you're still on the line, it's right? my turn yes, yes, it's your turn. Let, thank you very let's much. Start with,
2: let's start with the last one so that I don't forget the sequence from sure. Logan or Logat.
1: Yeah.
2: Maragana Commission, without getting into the, the details, because uh, we hold sacred the taxpayers' information, but let me answer it in this way that we have in the organization uh, a unit that deals with the base erosion and profit shifting or spoke transfer pricing unit that looks into the issues that she has spoken about, illicit financial flows. And therefore, we look into big companies that may not be uh, complying with the statutory requirements and paying taxes, not in total, but paying taxes somewhat. I need to assure the taxpayers here today that we have, as of last year, built up that unit, because it's an internationally known problem that affects all tax administration authorities. We have employed approximately 20 to 30 young men and women who will be dealing with the analysis and following the money where the money has gone to. So and may I then engage with Mr wrote and say that uh, we are indeed uh, dealing with that matter. It's not something that we have not taken to heart. Certainly sure. it's a matter that affects most countries, and we are part of that international uh, uh, consortium of tax administrations. Okay. So I'm not going to mention the institutions because it's, it's, it's not legally uh, correct for me to be talking about taxpayers' affairs. It's a, it's a private and confidential matter. Now, with regards to Eddie. Thank you very much for affirming our position that SARS is a, uh, an efficient organization that collects all the energy. And you mentioned something of uh, an article that appeared in yesterday's newspaper of individuals working. The newspaper made some retraction on whatever. May I then request that as time mellowes and we get the truth, that matter is subject here, and I would not like to get into what you call uh, a public spat with former in colleagues who are in that organization. But suffice to say, the organization says it got some of its facts wrong. I think that covers all the parties. Now, he says um, we need to be able to be in discussion with the Department of Home Affairs, but also Stoke, Department of Trade and Industry. He is gripe, and of course, the lesson learned from what his contribution is about, is that uh, we see a proliferation of the cash economy. Mm. The spasers, the tax shop, the informal sector, money that cannot be accounted in the fiscals. I want to assure the listeners of Africa that uh, SARS has looked into this matter. He's dealing with it in a professional matter and it is looking into the benchmarking and exercises that have been done similarly in the continent. And we think it's not something that we need to uh, reinvent the wheel. We need to learn as to how the other trade tax administrations are doing it, because it is important that everybody has a fair share of paying their taxes. And indeed, it is something of this issue that we, as such, through the operating model, are also going to be dealing with decisively that there should be no culture left for anyone to be dealing in the cash economy without paying their taxes. But equally, the banks will play a pivotal role, and the FIC, the Financial Intelligence Center, which we have in this country, will play a pivotal role because they have a relationship as intergovernment uh, institutions. But people who trade in cash, wherein we cannot, they should be reported. There is a law in this country. And therefore, it is important that we keep our... Attention to such matters and report them to the authorities. But secondly, we are dealing with what the I call disposal, tax shop, and informal sector. But I need also to indicate that uh, I learned my economics 101 in tax when I went with my leadership team in the Eastern Cape sometime in November, where in one of my officials, I'm very really thankful that uh, it's not that uh, you, you, you end up learning when you are a leader, but you learn from your officials. Okay. They've already started large projects, right. into the informal sector, and these are the things that we are making a cross-polymation approach.
1: SARS <laughs> Commissioner Moyane is population. on the line with us. You can at home call 0891 uh, 208. So many questions, uh, Mr. Moyana. I don't think we'll go through all of them, but just one or two, uh, you know, you will choose uh, that you want to, to respond to because there's so many. But uh, let, let's ask this one. I mean, the, the, there's one that, that comes through and says, uh, Are you uh, Mr. Zuma's man? And uh, there's a report that uh, suggests mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you're acting with impunity there because you have the backing of the president. Uh, and uh, that, that's why then we have these stories that are surfacing. Are you Mr. Zuma's man, and and how does that make you feel if you see reports that suggest that you are the president's man?
2: Well, I don't know in what way to answer Zuma's man.
1: But but you are.
2: Ministers, let me let let me answer Zuma's man. All ministers are appointed by the president. All. All those that fall other certain chapters are appointed by the President. That does not achieve mean that other men, they have been appointed by the President. I'm not anybody's person. I am my person. I am appointed by the President of the Republic of South Africa, to which I'm very grateful. It is an honor to serve in the high office. And I'll do whatever is possible within the parameters of the law in accordance to the act that makes me to be the commissioner to do what is expected of me. So it is really, really, really sad that uh, people are compartmentalized in a very disparaging, because Zuma man, in this context, it's not in a complementary, it is disparaging, as if he's an auger. The fact of the matter is that everybody has been appointed by the other previous administrations, they are appointed by the merit of what they see. They have the capability and the ability to implement and execute that for which they have been appointed. I'm a man of my own. I look at the things as they come together with a team and leadership, including everybody within that
1: organization. See, and Okay, finally, yes. Go mm-hmm. ahead, go ahead,
2: go ahead. Okay, go ahead. no, I'll, I'll do the final part. There's something, there's something I wanted to say.
1: I wanted to bring in Sianda from Guatuguza, but uh, give us that final part, okay. uh, Commissioner. Yes.
2: I just want to thank uh, Rowena Bend. I heard you saying she paid
1: <laughs> Rowena Bend, yes.
2: Thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you very much. Continue what you very correct, because paying taxes
1: is good. Cool. Yes. Yeah. Paying your taxes cool. Oh, I, I like that. That's very cool, Commissioner. Uh, Sianda, are you as cool uh, as uh, paying your tax as well in Guatagusa? Good morning.
7: Good hey, morning. Uh, I will be short. Uh, immediately after Moshe, Joseph Tula and um, Yusin the fight on the Kuptas, he uh, was caught by rumour to expel them. Then there was this rock unit, uh, or what is called a rock unit. They investigated people who are very close to the president, including information around the president and other people regarding offshore accounts. Wow. Now, if that information goes to the public, uh, that is also another uh, 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 reason why uh, the president has to go. It's therefore so important that uh, the head of staff uh, uh, is, the, is, loyal, not to the constitution, but the loyal to one individual who is surrounded himself with the people who are, who are doing things, taking our money, placing it on off your And lastly, you will also, probably problem is not a whole cow. Remember that uh, after Operation Vula, there was a strategy that is are dominated by a certain group of South africans who are going to be loyal to the particular individuals. Therefore, both and the, 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 Mr. Mojana and Mr. Mojana are not really called. But Mr. Mojana is a, is a, a big sinner and the greatest sinner is the 19 And both of them are up to the truth. We are not great white students in 1972. We now understand the issue. Thank you.
1: Sienna, thank you. Kolisile, uh, Bay Park or oh, Bank, I think.
8: Yeah, uh, and uh, Mr. Moyani there. Sure. How are you? Yes, sir. I'm yeah. fine, thank you, sir. Mr. Mr. Moyani? Yes. Mr. Moyani? Go ahead, thank go you, ahead. Hello. I'm,
2: listening. I'm listening.
8: Yeah, uh, my, my point is this. Uh, what is the use of collecting, being strict to the taxpayers? And for you to take the money and give it to the treasury? And now the Treasury does not become uh, strict to the politicians and the, and the officials. You see, I, uh, I think uh, you should be more strict, That uh, the Treasury should be more strict in, in uh, auditing the books of the, the, the various departments. Because uh, now it, it's like a father who's working hard for, for his salary only to let the, the, the pickpockets uh, rope you at the end of the day. Thank you.
1: Hailey in Johannesburg. Hailey, no. Hello, uh, yes. Hi, go ahead, Hailey.
0: Yes, thanks, Bongi. Uh, I just want to say that I I, well, I was actually phoned by the receiver to compliment me on uh, the fact that my company was one of the top taxpaying companies in the Western Cape. This was when Nelson Mandela was our president, and I was very proud of that. Unfortunately, today, I must say I resent every rand I have to give the government these days when we look at the corruption from Kandela downwards. And it's with that in mind, I want to ask the, uh, uh, the Commissioner two questions. First of all, our president earns about $16 million. He's probably not going to have enough money to cover the costs that he has to repay for his house in Kandela. Uh, on that money, will he be taxed? In other words, that's an upgrade to his house, or will he be taxed on that? And secondly, if he has to borrow the money from, say, the Gupta or whoever else it is, will he be taxed on that money as well? And then the third thing is I know probably the Commission' is going to say, quite rightly, well, these are private affairs and you don't divulge them. But I think in, the, in this particular effort, I would like the commissioner to at least approach the president and say, look, in light of what's gone down, let's prove to the people that you are the first person to pay your taxes because everybody else is out there struggling and really are tightening our belts a lot these days. Thanks so much.
1: Sounds like Mike in Cape Town. To me, thank you very much. Eight minutes to nine. Commissioner, will come in to you shortly. The Forum at 8
0: on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them.
1: Tulani in East London Morning. Tulani? Hello. Yes, Tulani, go ahead.
3: Hi, Bungi. My name is My question is, is just a very simple line. After last week's judgment at the Concord regarding Gandra, the EFF, through Julius Malema, claimed that they submitted a complaint and request of investigation on the president as well as the as on taking money out of the country. Has SARS uh, received those complaints? And if yes, what have you guys done about it? That is all, Bongi. Thank
1: you. Thank you very much. That's the question I wanted to ask Mr. Moyane as well. Can you start with that, Mr. Moyane, and maybe work your way backwards? Okay.
2: Well, really, that's what Solani is speaking about. It's a ESA, and I can't work on ESA. Um, sexually, really, it is the inappropriate of me as a leader. That every passing uh, fly when it passes, I, I jump. I- I-, I I take my work seriously and I take this comment very seriously. We investigate any matter that comes to us legally in any form or shape. That I cannot answer. Okay. The other issue that uh, Harley spoke about, that uh, I'm very grateful. Thank you very much, Harley. That one, your company is one of the um, highly compliant taxpaying institutions and um, we certainly appreciate the contribution but with regards to the matter that he's talking about ganga we are not in that space of course once and when the national treasury that has been charged with the responsibility of dealing with that matter starts will be put into the picture and will act accordingly now World bank gentlemen from World bank use of collecting money national treasury putting the money we are simply an institute of state that collects the money and working with the Minister of Finance, we hand over Wherein decisions will be taken as to the distribution, equitable distribution of this money where it's going to be. Building schools, defense, uh, clinics, education. We don't determine and we don't uh, act in that space. So I think that question uh, resides within the National Treasury as to how the money is being distributed. But I would like also to defend my colleagues in the National Treasury. But I don't think there's a recklessness to the nature to which the matter is being put. They apply their mind as to how this money is going to, to be used across. And of course, we have a corruption watch unit. And across the whole of the government, we need to deal with corruption. And I would, we should do that. But I also want to go back to Sianda. Um, yes. I, it was not clear for me; the line was a little bit. Uh, uh, he spoke about the Gupta. I'm not sure what the matter is all about, but certainly, we 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 are a, a, a revenue collecting agency. We don't deal with individuals and companies, perhaps in the manner that he has spoken about. All
1: right. So but one
2: key issue which I hope to, to respond came from Eddie. Sure. He spoke about whether the trillion ran but we spoke in a reality or a myth. It is a reality. I think um, it is audited. We went through the banks. It comes through the banks. It comes through the correct channels. So we cannot cook our books. Once an institution cooks its books, then the credibility goes through the chimney. And I want to thank uh, everyone who said uh, they have confidence in our institution. And certainly the the matter that was raised earlier on, um, once again, I want to indicate that we're treading on what you call sacrilegious um, terrain wherein we seem to doubt the leadership of the organization because of uh, socio-historical that uh, black men can't lead. It got us on that. That's, that's what worries me. We are here to serve the South African people to the best of our ability. That $1 trillion is a reality. It's the old men and women sitting in Tunu, in Diyani, in Tosinbawa, in Tawabusihu, in F- 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 back that the old men and women will be able to have their pension taken into, and then we will be able to pay for our children going to school. We'll be able to do all this. That's the mandate of SARS. And we are very grateful that uh, we have another mean fix in the financial year that we started on Friday to collect as much revenue as possible. But all this is thanks to my team. And, of course, we were out there ourselves as senior officials, visible to encourage and to be energized by our own place. And I want to say one poignant factor which has touched my heart, for which I'll always be grateful, there's a, there's a science official working in a Belleville office, and the one that I saw in last Plastic, who are cancer sufferers. After chemotherapy, she was told to go home. She refused and she says, I wanted to go back and meet with my commissioner and to show that I'm going to put my hands on the wheel.
1: Wow, that's wonderful.
2: Very few, and not many, would have done what... She has done, and we continue to be uh, energized by our employees who, despite all the adversaries and adversities in life, whether real or apparent, will do what is correct. And I would like to thank them, and for which my entire team and EXCO and the people of South Africa should emulate and take a leaf out of those who are not going to create stories for themselves,
1: Commissioner? We've run out of time, but we have to thank you very much. Just one quick one: Uh Tulani Nzima saying that sorry for not contributing today. We are just scared of the tax taxmen. But uh, they, say, <laughs> <laughs> they say a picture speaks a million million words. I think something like that. Uh, that picture in uh, in the Business Times. What do you make of it? You are off focus, uh, but uh, uh, the which deputy... picture, man? <laughs> it's in uh, it's in the Business Times yesterday. Of which of today? Uh, yeah. Yesterday, yesterday, you, you, you've got Minister, okay. Deputy Minister Jonas. You've got uh, Mr. Fuzile, and you've got uh, Mr. Pravin Gordon, They are all clear okay. there, and you are okay. on the left, and you are off focus. <laughs> Just,
2: I, I, of I, I, I don't know. Perhaps it's a little interpretation. It may help me with the interpretation. I don't. Know. The journalist <laughs> and the photographer may have to explain why. Okay. Uh, perhaps it's better not to be on focus and deal with the matters humbly with the manner with which we need
1: to deal with them. We got you. It's nine o'clock. Thank you very much. Tom Moyane is uh, the commissioner at SARS. And of course, as you heard, they collected over a trillion rand. This is unprecedented. It's for the first time here in uh, South Africa.